You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information about Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join Pastor David Hilton for this week's message. If you got your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter. I have a COVID-19 Rona update. The old lady at the Christian bookstore got very upset with me for not wearing my mask. All the while, he is worthy is playing in the background. (laughs) And it struck me kind of odd that I was getting reprimanded for not having a mask in a Christian bookstore where he is worthy, the lamb who was slain. And I think the tipping point for this lady was when I said, began to sing and change the words. He is worthy. Yes, he died for my sins and my sicknesses. Do you agree? (laughs) Apparently not, because she didn't say nothing. (laughs) That is our weekly COVID update. (laughs) The title of my message is What a Mess. (laughs) How many times have you ever looked around your place and maybe showed up on a job and and it was just a mess? It's just an overwhelming mess. And what happens is a lot of times is uh, it's at this point that we realize that... uh, We've been hands off. And all the little things that we overlooked have now added up to an overwhelming mess. And that happens in our life. It happens at our houses. It can happen on our jobs. And and listen, when it happens on a job, it's, I mean, it's like, all right, what are we going to do, you know? And uh, it's like a punch list. Does anybody know what a punch list is? Punch list is when you're toward the end of a job and you've got all these little things that you have to accomplish before you can get paid. And I can't tell you how many jobs I come to on Luke's working for Luke and I would come in and take over the job at the punch list. And there was one job I showed up and just fired everybody. But it's what you got to do And then you just work on the punch list one by one and get it done because the punch list can be overwhelming. And sometimes it's a mess, but to straighten the mess out, you got to, come on, y'all hearing what I'm saying? Listen, in hunting or rodeos, no matter what, it's like getting ready for rodeos for me. It was a constant Every day, all, it, it, was, it was a constant. It was like you were always getting ready for that rodeo. I mean, and I'd find myself the week before the rodeo started that I would, I'd be loading things. And, and here's how I, I even do this hunting. I, I, I gather stuff that hopefully... Plainer than that. And number four, that's an Old Testament rule. That's my favorite. 1 Timothy 2.8, in case you don't know, that's in the New Testament. Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, lifting up holy hands. 
So listen, I don't know why you came here today. Maybe somebody drug you here, maybe your spouse. <laughs> and I love that this last one, First Timothy, is specifically speaking to the men there because it is usually more outside of a man's comfort zone. Can I just say that? It's easy for women to be like a little more hysterical <laughs> and emotional than the men. But I'm just gonna tell you, whether you came willingly as a spouse and you know your place as a leader of the home or you were dragged here, but you came and I'm really glad you did. Can I just tell you, that man on the base is my husband. There is nothing sexier than when he raises his hands in worship and abandoned to the Lord and Savior. <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> but do you know why? Because I know our marriage doesn't survive unless he is in the right place under the king. And that's what if you were dragged here by your wife or maybe the husband's dragging the wife. It could totally be the opposite. You could stand here and you could begrudgingly cross your arms and be like, well, I'm here. You should be happy. And I'm just going to say, okay, but go home and deal with that. Or you can say, you know what? I love you enough that I know I came with you. So I might as well give this thing a try. Get outside your comfort zone, even if it's this. <laughs> even if it's this, because you know what? I'm going to tell you, your wife or your husband will never think you're sexier. They won't. <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I just thank you for pushing us outside of our comfort zones. God, everything going on in the world, as a teacher, I can tell you I am pushed outside my comfort zone. But I see teachers and nurses and every, every job out there right now, completely outside their comfort zones, using the amazing creativity and push and grit that you have put inside of us, God. And that's what I asked for this morning. Give us some courage. Give us some grit to face these things and to come before you in worship as we were designed to because it is for you, not for us. It's not about us. It's not what people think of us. But Lord, that we will raise our hands in worship because you are God. You created us. You created this entire world. And you deserve at least a song of praise this morning. In Jesus' name, let's worship. Sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise. 
so y'all this morning when we were um, rehearsing. We get to this, this next song and Jimmy come up to me and from the back and he said, what's taking your hallelujah? And he said, what's stealing your hallelujah this morning? And I was like, I don't even know. There's just so much clutter going on in my head right now. It's like I hear a thousand different voices from all over the place. And I really didn't catch it, but I guess he could see it. And thank God he is discerning. <laughs> so he came up and he prayed for me, you know, and it was just like I could feel there's this heaviness and that there's this noise that the enemy is trying to distract us from. And Ivy's talking about, you know, praising and lifting your hands. That lifting your hands is also a sign of surrender. When you're going to lift your hands and you're like, Jesus, I can't do this. I can't take this. I can't handle the noise anymore. But I am going to surrender this to you this morning. I am going to praise before my breakthrough. Nothing is going to take my hallelujah this morning. Man, all we have to do, he's here. Angie just sang about it. He's here right now. His power is here right now. Whatever. I know it's just not me because there, I can feel, it's like I'm almost burdened with some of the heaviness that people are carrying in here this morning. And God is saying, surrender that to me. Don't let the enemy take your hallelujah this morning. And there's freedom, but it takes action. There's freedom, but it takes action. So I just want to tell y'all, man, this morning, if you are feeling that, if you're feeling heavy, if you're feeling burdened, if you're feeling like there's so much noise, y'all, I'm telling y'all, the altar is open. You need to be up here and just worship and surrender and just let the clutter and the noise be taken away.
Sometimes we find ourselves in a position or in a place where the enemy has just been pushing. Paul and Silas found themselves in the bottom of the prison, beaten. 
shackled in the very bottom of the dungeon. One of the enemy's goal is to try to get you to agree with your fear and your doubts. Try to get you to say, this is just how it's going to be. Try to get you to settle. I could just see Paul cracking that black eye open and coming to the realization <laughs> I still got breath in my lungs. Come on, Sai. Hallelujah. And as they begin to praise, come on, God heard. Can you imagine God leaning over the balconies of heaven going, that's my boys. That's my boys. It doesn't matter what the world tries to throw. That's my boys. Hey, let's go get them. What eyes not seen, what ears not heard, what hadn't even entered the heart of man. All the things that God has for those who love Him. And I has never seen a jail split from top to bottom. Come on. And chains just fall off and people get saved. Come on. Ain't nobody ever seen that. So just don't let the enemy rob your hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you, Father, as the, as, as the enemy begins to press, it just makes us more powerful. Father, we thank you right now as we, as we sing a praise of worship to you, Father God. You'll hear your children. And we thank you for all that you're going to do in our time in this day that we get to live in. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout in here. Woo-wee. You may be seated. My, my, my. Oh, Miss Angie, I can remember when she started praising, worshiping. You could barely hear her on the microphone. But she was always a worshiper. My goodness. Amazing. Well, listen, if you need a tithing offering envelope, slip up your hand. Our usher's going to make their way to you. And, um, heck, man, I'm telling you, I feel like I've been on vacation or something. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what, I was fired up and ready to preach this morning. Having to, got to listen to Kobe and Keisha Keisha's is airing today. If you didn't get to hear Keisha's, if you weren't here for our first Wednesday night service, Keisha got to minister, and my, 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 let me tell you, uh, it's powerful. So I just want to encourage you to just let go and listen, and, and it will encourage you. Uh, but anyway, I tell you what, God is good, y'all. It's good to see y'all. Hey, I'm telling you, 
I got just a little bit of ringing kind of almost. Do I need to? I think he had it turned up for Keisha the other day. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. That sounds a lot better. All right. If you got your tithes and offerings, y'all come on. Hey, we're going to be making, I guess, making a run. Uh, Daniel, are you leaving tomorrow? Is that right? Uh, okay. All right. Mandy, good deal. Uh, and so uh, I've seen some waters in your truck. We'll have to get those out. But uh, hallelujah. I tell you what, y'all be praying. And, and we're just, you know, whatever we can do to help. You know, we want to help. And uh, so... Uh, that's just what we're supposed to do, you know. And listen, it's only for a minute. It's only momentary. It's only momentary. And I'm telling you, it'll, uh, God will use this. God will use it. You know, what the enemy meant for bad, God will turn around for good. So, so I'm going to tell you, I look forward to good things happening. Lord, we just come to you. We thank you for the tithe and the offering, Father. We thank you that we can tie ourselves to your covenant. Father, we thank you that when we tie ourselves to your covenant, you rebuke the devourer on our behalf. And Father, we thank you that we stand under an open window of heaven no matter what's going on in this earth, in this world. Father, we thank you that we're tied to your economy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Heck yeah. If you got your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter. I have a COVID-19 Rona update. The old lady at the Christian bookstore got very upset with me for not wearing my mask. All the while, he is worthy is playing in the background. And it struck me kind of odd that I was getting reprimanded for not having a mask in a Christian bookstore where he is worthy, the lamb who was slain. And I think the tipping point for this lady was when I said, began to sing and change the words. He is worthy. Yes, he died for my sins and my sicknesses. Do you agree? Apparently not, because she didn't say nothing. <laughs> that is our weekly COVID update. The title of my message is, What a Mess. <laughs> How many times have you ever looked around your place and maybe showed up on a job and, and it was just a mess? It just a overwhelming mess and what happens is a lot of times is uh, it's at this point that we realize that uh, we've been hands off and all the little things that we overlooked have now added up to an overwhelming mess and that happens in our life. It happens in our houses. It can happen on our jobs. And, and listen, when it happens on a job, it's, I mean, it's like, all right, what are we going to do, you know? And uh, it's like a punch list. Does anybody know what a punch list is? 
punch list is when you're toward the end of a job and you've got all these little things that you have to accomplish before you can get paid. And I can't tell you how many jobs I come to on Luke's, working for Luke, and I would come in and take over the job at the punch list. And there was one job I showed up and just fired everybody. But it's what you got to do, and then you just work on the punch list one by one and get it done. Because the punch list can be overwhelming. And sometimes it's a mess. But to straighten the mess out, you got to, come on, y'all hearing what I'm saying? Listen, in hunting or rodeos, no matter what, it's like getting ready for rodeos for me. It was a constant every day. It was, it was a constant. It was like you were always getting ready for that rodeo. I mean, and I'd find myself the week before the rodeo started that I would, I'd be loading things. And, and here's how I, I even do this hunting. I, I, I gather stuff that hopefully I'll never have to use. But if I have to have it, I got it. And I buy tools that way. I mean, I, I, I buy a tool because I may only use it one time, but I got it. Come on. Because it just, you know, I, I hate to be caught off guard. I like, it, it's, a, it's a constant state of awareness. It's forward thinking. It's looking ahead. You know, I used to always say, look, good helpers are handing you something as you're reaching for it. Why? Because they're paying attention they're not on their phone. They're there on the job. They're watching what's going on. They're engaged in what's happening. And so they understand what's going on. And I can tell you right now, those helpers, they're going somewhere. They're not going to be a helper long. They're going to be going somewhere because they got a little incentive. They want to learn. They want to, come on, are y'all with me? <laughs> oh, man. See, it's time to pay attention. Now's not the time to not be paying attention. With everything that's going on in the world, we've, we can't be oh well. Come on. Because sometimes when things start getting overwhelming, one of the enemy's greatest deals is to get you overwhelmed so you're just like, oh well. And you just start being hands off. Hands off your marriage, hands off your finances, hands off on reaching your neighbor, hands, come on, hands off on working on what needs to change in your life. Come on, we, we, we've got to be hands on. And listen, and here's a, here's a great deal to look at. Anything in life that you're hands off of, it gets worse, it doesn't get better. So that just ex nays evolution right there. Evolution's theory is things get better. That's not how it works. You take, you set a car out there and don't drive it, and it's it'll be consumed. Grass grass quits growing and weeds take over. Right? Things don't get better; they get worse. So that just blows evolution out of the door. Come on, I mean, I'm no scientist, but dang. Yeah, it's just common sense. Listen, what we've got going on right now 
is our attention is being diverted from the life that's going on around us. Everything that's going on, our attention is being diverted from life, from living life. And and, and let me just say, I I, I get a little sideways at times about end-time preaching because a lot of times it's fear. Come on. And, And it drives people in fear to just, oh well, and they just... It's we're in the end times and I'm just hiding. No, we're still accountable for everyday life. What we do every day, we're accountable for, and we can't just be hands off. Come on, are y'all with me? And so we're becoming numb from trying to keep up with the latest pop culture and 24 hour bad news cycle. Come on. I mean, it, it, everything's bad news. Here, here's, you don't even have to watch the news anymore to know that it's bad news. You, you don't even have to watch. You watch the news five minutes and you're so mad you can eat a nail. Yes. <laughs> you know? And, and the thing about it is, is that it's all right at our fingertips 24-7. Pop culture, bad news, it's all on our cell phones. 24-7. All the time. Let me tell you something. You need a break from that phone. You need a break from Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever they all are. You got to have a break because your brain, you want to know why you ain't sleeping at night? Because your brain is trying to process all of that information that you're getting and you just can't do it. Come on. What a mess. See, the noise, the ground clutter, the mess is overwhelming. Come on. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you. Now, let me just tell you, if you don't think that what I'm saying right here is what's going on, anxiety is at an all-time high in America. We've got 10-year-old children committing suicide because of anxiety. We've got a mess. We've got a mess. And sadly, the church has been silent. Been locked up. Come on. Listen, that, that's... I'm not trying to walk around and be just rebellious. But nobody's pushing back. There's no pushback anymore. And when the little lady was scolding me, I could see Wendy's eyes starting to roll. And I was like, come on, people. Either he is or he isn't. And at some point when you're walking around in a Christian bookstore and everybody is scared to death, somebody needs to say, do, make a stand, push back, something. Or we'll find ourselves standing in lines, getting on rail cars, going to concentration camps. See, what you heard in here this morning was a people who refuse to be silent. 
Let me tell you something. You go stand on the front lines of a battlefield and what you'll hear, if you were nervous this morning, that's because we're in a battle. Come on. And praise and worship is the first thing that goes before the battle. Right? We need violent worship. The kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to be standing there in line going, Worthy, worthy. Bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves. Come on. Singing power, power in the blood and not believing it. Walking around scared to death. <laughs> okay, on with the message. Look what he says. Be sober be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his in eternal glory in Christ will Himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Be of sober spirit. Your adversary, the devil, is roaming around looking for someone to devour. I don't want to be that someone. What is he looking for? There's got to be something that he's looking for that will allow him to devour. Oh, come on, man. If you're tied to His covenant, God's rebuking the devourer on your behalf, right? So He's looking for someone who's not tied to the covenant. He's looking for someone who is associating with the faithful, but they are unfaithful. Come on. This morning, I'm going to teach you how to fight. Teach you how to fight an enemy that's looking to devour you. And he wants you to be in fear, and he wants you to doubt every promise that God's made you. Do we have a promise that God is our healer? Amen. We either we do or we don't. There's no, God can't lie, right? I think it was John G. Lake that was overseas and they couldn't understand why he wasn't dying because everybody else around him was dying. And so they put some of the virus or the disease in his, on his hand and it died. What eyes not seen, what ears not heard, what hadn't even entered the heart of man. My God is bigger than anything that's going on in this world. Hebrews 6.11, we say, 11.6, we say it here all the time because the Word says it. It is impossible to please God without faith because those who come to God must believe that He is. And that He is not just your Savior. He's your healer. He's your provider. Come on. He's your peace. He's your joy. Come on. He's the one that 
shouts over you, that dances over you. Right? (laughs) People are going to be shocked when they see God dancing. Having a good time. Who is that guy? That's Jesus. What do you mean? That guy's over there got his loins girded up. I don't know. Jesus dancing. Having fun. He'll probably be with the kids until the religious people quit being so religious. Find Jesus in the kid section. Having fun. I like the way the message says this. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. I wasn't rude to that lady. I, w- I, wasn't, I, w- I didn't do it meaning, meaning. I wasn't mean about it. I smiled the whole time. And she could see me smile. I said, isn't he? Like, come on. He is. You know? Can I get an amen? Amen. (laughs) You know? It says, keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. And with anxiety at all time high, we sure got to keep a firm grip on faith right now. I'm telling you. Listen, people get lulled to sleep and get a what's the use attitude. And they start settling. And what happens when you settle, you become complacent. And don't and listen, and don't don't mix contentment and complacency, okay? Because contentment is you're content in all things. Paul said, I'm content where I'm at. But he's always got an eye to the future. He's always got an eye of getting better. He's always got an eye of moving forward. You can be content and hard-pressed and still keep a firm grip on faith. But complacency... What complacency is, complacency is a self-satisfaction accompanied by unawareness of actual danger or deficiencies. See, complacency, oh, you're just satisfied where you're at. You're comfortable. Everybody else is going to hell in a handbasket, but you're all right. But the danger is you're next. Right? Because you're just hanging out. Come on. Matthew 24. What can take away? We're going to kind of look at some things here. We're going to plug in a few scriptures here. Matthew 24. We'll start in verse 1. I'm sorry it's not up there. I meant to give you that earlier. But we're going to start in verse 1. I'll just read it to you. Jesus came out from the temple and was going away when his disciples came up to point out the temple buildings to him. And he answered and said to them, do you not see all these things? Now, 
Jesus goes into the temple. He begins to teach and he comes out and his disciples are looking at all the, the how beautiful the building is. And man, they're pointing all this building out. And, and Jesus, he just stops and he says, do you not see all these things? He said, do you not see all these things? Well, yeah, we're sitting here pointing them out. <laughs> and I thought, what? Yeah, they saw them. But what they didn't see was what was really going on inside the temple. They plumb missed that church ain't about a building. It's about the people in the building. And Jesus begins to tell them, hey, all these stones, they're fixing to crumble. And then he starts working them through some deals. Look in verse 6. He says, <clears throat> 